0: This is Kim Burns with What's the Story, and I'm here with Patrick Pexton, a friend of the show, who has always enlightened us with what is going on in Washington. And of course, this year has been really nutty, 2021, and not as crazy as 2020, but Patrick Pexton, who has been a reporter for over 37 years in all sorts of positions from the Washington Post, the National Journal, all over Washington, has covered so many different things and is currently the CQ Raw Call foreign policy editor and all sorts of other things, which um, I think Patrick would be better at explaining. Patrick, welcome.
1: Thank you, nice to be here.
0: So nice to see you again. Even if it's long distance, it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, it has been. It's been a weird couple of years, huh?
0: Yeah, and I'm really hoping that 2022 does us a better service, but as we can see with what is going on with the new variants popping up with COVID, let's just sort of get that out of the way. I'm sure that you saw this morning that France is locking out the UK and obviously the numbers are spiking all over the United States. And uh, let's just talk a little bit about that. And also the fact that the incredible differences in the States as far as mask uh, you know, requirements, Uh, vaccination requirements. New York is very strict. You now have to wear a mask, even if you're vaccinated. So let's go back to what's it going to look like uh, for the rest of the year and starting out with 2022?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think COVID is still with us, uh, is still going to be with us. The doctors said we were going back and looking at some of our coverage, our health coverage, earlier in the year. And so many doctors and experts said that this is, we're going to have variants. It's going to go forward. We're going to have more variants. And don't expect us to get out of this anytime soon. And I think that expert opinion has proved out to be right. Uh, well, I is, think
0: that's, that's probably yeah. correct. And the thing is, is that will we then have to keep getting boosters as the variants mutate or change, whatever? I mean, I'm guessing that's the case.
1: I think that is conceivable. Yeah. It looks right now that uh, the boosters are pretty good with uh, Omicron, except the Pfizer one not so good. Um, but, you know, I think a couple more weeks and we'll know a lot more about that. But, you know, Broadway's closing down shows in New York City and Cornell canceled its graduation and 13 percent of the cases in Houston are all Omicron now. I mean, it, this is uh, this is upon us and uh, we are not out of this yet.
0: Do you think that with uh, this recent development where we are seeing shutdowns again, that those that were are, are anti-vaxxers might shift their opinion?
1: Uh, no, <laughs> I don't really think so. Uh, I think this has become a cultural divide um, for reasons totally beyond me, but they think what they think. And at some point you have to accept what they think. somehow think mask wearing is an infringement on their civil rights i don't see it that way but they do so you have to accept it on some level um but you know uh, they're
0: limiting their own access to establishments clubs uh schools in some cases i mean they're the ones making choices to limit the scope of how they live so it's a little bit ridiculous
1: yeah i mean i was in a shopping mall and i rarely go to shopping malls but we went to a shopping mall the other day uh and i was surprised now maryland is a very highly vaccinated state fairly strict rules i was struck by there was a lot of people in the shopping mall not wearing masks
0: oh that doesn't surprise me yeah i mean because it's fun to go shopping why wreck it
1: yeah Yeah, exactly yeah so uh no this i mean this is unquestionably the biggest story of uh of 2021 and uh looks like it's going to be another big story for 2022 as well
0: well, you know, the other big story, and I'll just make this, this shift because I think it's a natural one, is what's going on with Roe v. Wade and uh, all the abortion craziness, because really the same people that I uh, don't want the restrictions of wearing a mask will not allow the freedom uh, for women to have choice. Uh, Michelle Goldberg wrote an incredible column a couple of weeks ago uh, saying just that and the hypocrisy is sort of beyond amazing. Uh, What's really going to happen, Patrick? Is it going to be a situation where it'll be state by state? Because I can't not believe that we're going to return to the dark ages.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it will definitely be a state by state decision. Uh, I'm old enough to remember uh, life before Roe v. Wade. Uh, I was a freshman in college uh, when that decision was made. And uh, when the opinion was released in the summer of 73. And uh, I knew I was living in California and going to a college in California. I knew two girls who got pregnant that year as their freshman year. Uh, And one, California had very strict laws. You couldn't, it was hard to get an abortion in California. Uh, So one girl I know went to uh, Nevada uh, to get an abortion in Las Vegas uh, at a kind of underground clinic. Um, and the other young woman I knew uh, was a great horsewoman. She went and rode horses for five days until she spontaneously aborted. That's what people right. did back then. And that's what it's, that's what's gonna happen again. I mean, New York will always be liberal. Some states will always be liberal and keep it as a choice. There'll be other states where you simply will not be able to get it.
0: Well, and as I'm sure you're probably aware the statistics show that the women who um, are jeopardizing their own health and get pregnant and want to terminate the pregnancy are normally uh, single mothers, um, mothers uh, you know without support. Uh, right. The we're, you know we're we're talking about a class of people that struggle anyway, and now we'll have this as an additional burden.
1: Yes, I think it's going to be. Uh, I don't know that we'll go back to the dark ages because some some states are blue enough where their legislatures will not change uh, abortion laws and will have pretty liberal ones, but. Uh, some of these uh, southern states and some of the red states, they're just going to, you will not be able to get an abortion there.
0: Right. <clears throat> well, I, I, it's, it's such a terrible topic. So we're going to move on to something exciting, like Joe Biden making a statement. This is just in my prayers that he will not seek reelection. I don't know if you read Brett Stevens yesterday in The Times, but he really eloquently pretty much said, step aside as a statesman, Joe, and Let's let the country move forward. What's your opinion, Patrick?
1: Oh, probably he won't run. He is, I don't know, 78, 79. Um, But for someone like Brett Stevens to say that, oh, give me a break. I mean, you know, Trump's 75 and he's gonna run again most likely. I mean, I just don't put much faith in that. Will Joe run again? I doubt it, Uh, um, uh, but who knows? You know, I don't think we can predict that.
0: well, I think, I think what the, the real question is, is that who could we, if, if it's not Joe, who do we get in there who, if we have to face Trump, we would have a fighting chance?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, pretty hard to see right now uh, who could do that. Um, I mean, we have Kamala Harris as a vice president. Vice president has traditionally done well uh, running for election as president. Um, but
0: I don't think people are loving Kamala right now.
1: Well, I think they don't know her very well. Mm-hmm. I don't think, uh, and she's not done a great job at letting people get to know her. She doesn't do a lot of press interviews. I think she's nervous about um, her public persona a little bit. Um, she has not proven to be the best politician. Um, now, she's only been a year. She's been given a lot of things to do that are, are not very glamorous and are hard, uh, such as the border issue in Central America and, and some other things. So, I mean, it's hard, Vice president, the vice presidency is hard. Uh, and um, she was not an insider in Biden's loop. Biden's crew is pretty tight with him and she is not inside that loop so much. Uh, and I, I think it's a little hard for, for us to gauge where she stands. I think most people don't know her, are not very impressed with her, but that's probably a little unfair to her. Right. Um, uh, so I think we just have to see how that unfolds. But and right I, now, how
0: long I mean, do you I'm, think they should let that go? Just letting it unfold?
1: Uh, not much longer. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I think they need to, I think she needs to do something, and he needs to do something to get her out there uh biden needs to uh, otherwise it'll be too late uh, so
0: can we talk a little bit about uh january 6 and everything that's blowing up from whether or not uh i mean contempt of court for mark meadows steve bannon is mitch mcconnell gonna talk or is he gonna go with his usual no comment this is such a weird crazy topic and everything has been kind of blowing up this week. That I'm going to step aside and just let you explain that to me and to the listeners. Because yeah, it's so I, I just think it's
1: I think it's important that people remember that this year began with January sixth, uh, uh, and a few weeks later we had an impeachment that didn't go to a trial. But uh, those are huge events in the history of this country. Huge. Uh, and uh, that was not even 11 months ago. Um, we nearly lost our democracy. And as, as the evidence comes out uh, in recent weeks, it underscores that we nearly lost our democracy. I mean, this this clearly was a plot. It may not have been a very uh, a disciplined or efficient plot, but it was a plot to keep Trump in power uh, and uh, nearly succeeded, if or not, of a very few people. Uh, Uh, Mike Pence amazingly and also the Capitol Police who who really held the barricades uh, and saved a lot of lives Um, and I think people really don't understand how huge a moment that was Um, and as the evidence comes out and there's a lot coming out it's clear that most uh, Republicans close to Trump were totally on board with doing this although there were some You know, as we heard this week, some commentators from Fox and his son, Don Jr., said, Dad, you got to stop this. Uh, But there are just as many Republicans say, yeah, go for it. Go for it.
0: Well, Uh, what's your take on that? Because evidently, uh, Hannity and Laura Ingram, who we're were talking about from Fox, are now saying that nobody had any right to release those emails or what have you, which, of, of course, is ridiculous. I mean, in a case like this they're going to really they are going to release anything that they can to show that people did say to him people that he trusts and people that he goes to like his son and to the people at fox and he still didn't listen and he didn't care now that's got to show a coup attempt of some sort
1: yeah i think i mean i think this is a conspiracy and we were drip by drip we were we're uh, listening to phases of that conspiracy even if it was not super well organized and and kind of ad hoc a little bit. I mean, Roger Stone and Steve Bannon and some of these other people, they were plotting. This was a plot. And they wanted to deny the election to Joe Biden by crook or by crook. And there's a segment of the Republican Party, not all the Republican Party, there's a segment of the Republican Party that doesn't care about democracy. They just want to win at any cost. Well,
0: clearly, but let's admit that, you know, if you bring along a tag team of people dressed in (laughs) horns and fur, things might go, you know, all
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it was a weird thing, but I think this year was fraught, and it began with January sixth. Went to an impeachment. Went to a, a COVID. Went to a huge stimulus bill about COVID. Went to a huge infrastructure bill. A lot has happened this year, uh, and um, and this is the first year of a new presidency. I mean, a lot happened this year.
0: Right now, there's huge pressure on um, on Joe Biden. And before we go to the infrastructure bill, I just wanted to briefly talk about. What about Fox News? I mean, Chris Wallace has walked away. Uh, People who obviously look to him as a a very solid newsman. uh, And if if they're not catering to Fox's message, they really have to take a look at themselves and say, I can't do this. What is going to happen with Fox? Are they just going to be the fringe news station? Or what do you think?
1: No, I think it's I don't think they're the fringe news station. I think a lot of Americans watch them very faithfully and. Uh, with a lot of allegiance. Um, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. Uh, And I think people underestimate how powerful uh, Fox News is in setting an agenda, in uh, endorsing an agenda by their Republican uh, colleagues and and allies and Trump allies. Uh, It's really a, a pernicious force in American life, in my opinion um uh now not all parts of fox that way sometimes i mean the daily newscasts are not too bad actually it's just the morning shows and the evening shows which are uh just hard over i don't like to overuse the word fascist but that's nearly what they are and well i
0: mean it's sensationalism and everybody got a little bit used to that during the trump days and so if you're watching other stations i have to admit it's a little boring (laughs) compared to what you know we have people
1: out there people on fox regularly are defending vladimir putin i mean that (laughs) should tell people that these people are nuts i mean vladimir (laughs) putin is not our friend nor is he a friend of many people uh and uh he he wants to do everything he can to undermine us he's not as strong as china now he's way weaker than china but he's still a player and for fox news commentators like tucker carlson to say there's nothing wrong with Putin, it just makes my hair curl. I mean-
0: Well, t- Tucker's, t- Tucker's out of his mind, but And speaking of Putin, is he going to go uh, into Ukraine and that'll be that? Or do uh, we need to build well, a wall for them? What's happening? That,
1: yeah, that's a touchy situation. Um, he certainly has gathered more. He's done these fakes a couple of times as if he's going to attack the rest of Ukraine. He already holds the Eastern third of it. Um, and he's backed down both times. Uh, Will he back down this time? I don't know. I think people who watch Russia say that uh, he knows there's growing opposition to him. Not enough to defeat him. He, he, Putin would still win election tomorrow. But there's growing opposition to him. He knows that. Uh, it's kind of underground, but it's there. And I think he knows that a, a big foreign adventure like taking the Ukraine would, would shut his opponents up for a while and distract everybody from from Russia's problems, which are many, uh, so well. In
0: addition to the fact that he probably would have a lot of fun doing it.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, exactly. Although you know, there's going to be Russians coming back in body bags. Ukrainians will fight; they'll lose. Yes. But uh, we've given them uh, some pretty decent weapons over the last few years. Um, it may not be such an easy fight, uh, but you know, NATO—they're not in NATO. I. Personally, I would not admit them to NATO uh, because I think that would stretch uh, NATO too thin. Uh, and I think uh, Ukraine has always been in the orbit of the Russians. I don't think that's right necessarily, but it is what is historical. Uh, and I, I know Ukrainians and they should be independent, but uh, I don't know that NATO troops should roll across Ukraine and, and uh, defend them from Russia, honestly.
0: All right, so uh, for a little bit of gossip, since we were talking about news stations, so Chris Cuomo was fired from CNN because of the sins of his older brother and then his contribution. Was that a fair firing? Yes. And because as a reporter and a newsman yourself, tell us why.
1: Well, I don't know why CNN didn't tell uh, Chris Cuomo, you can't report on anything about your brother, period. That's what right. most newspapers would have done or most media outlets. You cannot report on your brother, the governor, period. Stay out of it. Don't touch it. Um, and for him to kind of go around behind the scenes and help his brother have a media strategy and all these other things, that is worth firing, in my opinion.
0: Well, blood is thicker than water, my friend.
1: Yes, it is. But okay, well, then take a leave of absence and help him. Yes. There's lots of ways to do this. That was right. not the way to do it.
0: Well, and where do you think he'll land? Just out of curiosity.
1: I kind of think he'll land. Okay. Um, It may take a few months as the, as the, you know, as the, uh, the smell uh, (laughs) steeps off him for a while, but I bet you he'll come back.
0: Oh, I'm sure he will. I, I don't have any doubt about it. He's, a, you know, he's a fairly young guy, and yeah, uh, relatively speaking. So uh, yeah. he'll be he'll be back as, as they all seem to be at, yes. at some at some juncture. I'm sure. So talk. Be. Let's talk about uh, the infrastructure bill. Let's talk about uh, Nancy Pelosi. How's Nancy doing? Uh, you know,
1: Nancy's amazing. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just I shake my head at her. She's you know of advanced age, but boy, she is still a major player. Uh, in Washington, DC, um, I'm all of us who cover Capitol Hill consistently say, wow, you know, Nancy's amazing. You know, she, she is fully in charge, fully still using the levers of her power. Um, and uh, despite a really difficult situation in the House of Representatives with the Republican Party, that half of whom is like nuts, um, she manages to get things passed in the House. The House has gotten a lot more passed than the Senate has. So um, she's uh, she's kind of amazing.
0: So what does the Build Back Better legislation look like? And what does it mean?
1: Well, it's it really what what it is. Build Back Better is, a ten, is really a 10-year budget plan. That's really what it is. Um, it's a reconciliation bill. Who cares? That just is about Senate procedure. It's a 10-year budget bill is what it is. It sets... It doesn't appropriate the money, but it sets up, it sets up the priorities for the next 10 years. And in that sense, it's hugely important. Um, and it would put more money into climate change, put more money into child tax credits and things for poor families. Uh, it would do uh, a lot in medical care and in just a whole host of areas. It is a huge bill. I mean, it's enormous. Um, and,
0: and where are we with that right now, today?
1: Right now, today, they are going to postpone it. Uh, until after Christmas. Uh, and that's for several reasons. Uh, one, the senators all want to go home. <laughs> uh, two, um, they, Schumer has elevated the Voting Rights Act, these various uh, things that have passed the House but have not passed the Senate. One is the For the People Act, and the other is the, uh, the John Lewis Civil Rights Act, which would really discourage some of these um, laws in the states to... Uh, to suppress the votes of blacks and minorities. Uh, So they wanna turn to that if they can. Um, And the other thing that's pending in the Senate that really is a genuine problem that the public doesn't hear about is uh, a lot of nominations, Joe Biden's nominations for key posts in the administration. These are like um, deputy secretaries of the treasury, Uh, 60 some odd ambassadors have gone through their hearings in the Senate and, and the Republicans have blocked votes on them. They can't they can't go represent us in foreign capitals. We don't well, have an ambassador- What about Caroline
0: Kennedy's going to Australia?
1: Yeah, she's going to, no, she's, yeah, she's going to Australia and then Michelle Kwan's going to Belize. Uh, I, <laughs> I wanna go. Her. But, you know, we don't have an ambassador in Beijing. We don't have an ambassador in Tokyo. We hey, do have what an about, ambassador-
0: well, Hey, Rahm Emanuel was supposed to go to China.
1: Yeah, no, uh, Japan. Japan. Japan, he's going to Japan. Oh, and he is no, going. So yeah, he's going to Japan. So the Senate today, it could happen tonight, could happen tomorrow. Uh, there's about 150 of these nominations just sitting there because Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley have blocked them, other, senators, other Republican senators too. And they're trying to strike a deal uh, that would get some of these um, uh, nominations. They've already had their hearings in the committees. They're just waiting for floor votes. They, they may work out a deal tonight to get those nominations uh, through. Um, that will probably be the last thing the Senate does before it leaves town. They, they want to leave town tomorrow, so most likely they will.
0: But the whole the whole deal is not that they are necessarily opposed to a certain individual being the ambassador to wherever, it's that no. they they want to trade for it, whatever correct. that might be.
1: That's correct. They want stuff for it. That is right.
0: Yeah, but you know what? That's what people don't really hear about unless they're extremely involved in the legislation or just are watching the news constantly. They really, they just don't understand why nothing gets done. That's all the Americans say. Why does anything get done? And it's all about the trade.
1: It's all about the trade-offs. I mean, like the the ranking member, the senior Republican on the House, uh, excuse me, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, he wants something very particular for letting these nominations go. He wants one of the nominations stopped uh, because he doesn't like this person very much. We'll just go there. And uh, this happens all the time in the Senate. This is how the Senate works. This is why the Senate doesn't work. It's because there's a, individual senators have a great deal of power to stop things. Right. Uh, and uh, this is why things get done in the house and don't get done in the Senate. This has always been true. Uh, and it's also true this year. And the Republicans also, uh, some of them, not all of them, but some of them, they don't care if Joe Biden gets his nominees. They just as soon wreck the government. So. What do they care if doesn't have his people in place? Um, well, they don't.
0: I mean, they I'd, don't. Lo- I'd love you to comment on the fact that, okay, we all know that some of these senators, uh, they've just been around too long, which means that there's way too many people that they have as enemies, which means there's way too many reasons for them to feel like, I don't feel like nominating that person. I don't feel like letting that pass through. Because it's just this cumulative thing of you know high school games.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of tit for tat. That's I mean the Democrats have held a lot of Republican nominees over the years. Although Trump has, at this point in Trump's presidency, four years ago, he had way more nominees confirmed than Biden has. This is, a little, is of, a little bit a little bit of mean, a deliberate strategy by the Republicans to make life hard for Joe Biden.
0: Right. Well, we knew they'd do that. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Putin taking Ukrainians, you know, it's Yeah, fine. but it,
1: it didn't used to be this way. This is really a fairly new thing over the last 10 years. Before that, there was a lot of uh, uh, backs, back of the book negotiations to get these nominees through, to get certain things through. But it's, it's too much virtual war now, and it's much harder to get these things done. Uh, right, both, well, both you would parties- think that
0: there would be bigger fish to fry than worrying about some ambassadorships, uh, but... Yeah. Far be it for for me to comment. Now, because as we know, uh, most Americans really cast their vote or the opinion uh, on things that affect them day to day. We know that, right? We know know they're not reading about who's going to Japan and who's going to Australia necessarily. What about uh, 80% of Americans saying the rising cost of food in America is a huge problem for them? And I Personally, I say it every time I go to the grocery store, it doesn't matter what I buy. It's $100.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's a real issue. Uh, gas prices, food prices, housing prices, um, taking a vacation is more expensive. Um, everything is more expensive. And that has the potential to hurt the Democrats and Joe Biden a great deal. I don't think it's all their fault, uh, but I do think uh, they're going to get blamed for it. Um, there's just a lot of things that contribute to inflation, uh, including higher energy prices, energy prices have gone up, um, and are going to continue to go up because, uh, as we move away from coal, uh, which is cheap and go to more expensive sources, that's just going to happen. If we want to have a cleaner, cleaner planet, that is just what's going to happen. Energy is going to become more expensive. There's no way around that. Um, So
0: are we seeing any relief for especially, families with, you know, both parents are working or it's a single parent having to support the whole household. All these costs are going up. I mean, is poverty just increasing? And on that, with that same question, let me ask you why I can go to a restaurant and they tell me, sorry, but, you know, we only had one server show up today. Nobody's working. I mean, it's all a little confusing.
1: It is a little confusing. Uh, I do think COVID, uh, allowed people to not work for a while or to really think about their work life and decide to do something different. Uh, A lot of people in all segments not just well-to-do people, but less well-to-do people are rethinking their job lives, their work life, and what do I really wanna do? And I really liked having more time with my family. Um, So I think there's a whole cultural shift going on, which is why there's a, a shortage of workers. I just know so many people, of all economic strategies said, I just don't wanna do that job anymore. I wanna do something different. And I think we're going through a big shift there which is why there's not enough workers. I think people are still care, uh, scared about COVID in some areas. Uh, so they don't wanna to go to jobs that have a lot of dealings with the public. Um, there are supply chain issues. Uh, we are in a real trade war with China that doesn't get a lot of headlines, but uh, Trump launched it and Biden has not trimmed it back. We are still in a trade war with China. And that's one of the reasons the supply chain is is iffy because we've uh, raised tariffs. There's tariffs on a lot of things from China that makes them more expensive. Um, and Well, we the supply of- chain the- thing
0: is is such a big problem in every category, whether yeah. it's, you know, people then are staying home more. So they're saying, oh, well now I'm gonna make this new home office. Oh, whoops, I can't buy wood, it's too expensive. Or, yeah. you know, I, in the design business, you can order a couch. And nine months later, you don't have a couch. It's really quite unbelievable.
1: Yeah. How
0: how how will that change? I mean, the tariffs have to change there. You have to have Biden renegotiate our our relationship. Well, I mean,
1: I mean, we launched the trade war. I mean, you can say that China, through its uh, uh, kind of surreptitious theft of technologies and whatnot, uh, started the trade war. But Trump started the trade war. And. Uh, put a lot of tariffs on a lot of things. That makes anything from China or these categories of goods from China way more expensive. Biden has continued it. He has not reduced those tariffs. Uh, And that's going to stay with us. We are in a full-on gradual confrontation with China. I think it's really important to look at what has happened internationally in that lens. Uh, I don't think we left Afghanistan so much because Uh, We were tired of it, that is true. Uh, But we needed those troops out of there because the coming confrontation is with China. Why did we make a submarine deal with Australia? Because we want to curb China. Uh, Why did we get the Japanese to increase their military spending? Because we want to confront China. I I think Biden is making very strategic moves and everything is about China. I actually think that's what's going on here. Uh, And I think people...
0: it's, uh, uh-huh. Just the dog uh, walking. Somebody walking by. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. And um, I guess what I'd like to know is, what good is going to come in 2022 from everything that we've learned in the last year and a half or so?
1: What good will come in 2022? Wow. I
0: mean, I know you know what all I've seen are is personal things where people personally can talk about their own growth, but the, but the rest of it not so much. I mean it's a it's a funny thing. You talk to individuals and you maybe you go to a dinner party now and everybody says oh I learned this or I, I did switch my job and I'm so much happier or I don't go to the office anymore but I've worked that out with my boss. There are some positives to it but there's so many ne- people who are still swirling from the negativity. So
1: yeah I mean yeah I think I think that's a very astute observation Kim I think the personally, people have had a lot of growth in COVID, although a lot of frustration because we can't travel as much, we can't do as much, we can't have parties. Um, uh, but I think there's been a lot of personal growth and personal change, and I think over time that will uh, probably be a benefit because people will be doing the things they want to do and be happier about it. Uh, I hope that I mean politically, it's a mess. It's not yeah. getting better. Um, uh, the, the war between the parties is not getting better. The international situation is not getting better. It's not. It's going to become more tense. Uh, we have to bring manufacturing jobs back to the United States. That's the only way to really, in the long term, do this. Most of what everything we buy is manufactured in China.
0: Well, um, and the national divide is not getting better. We all know that it's getting yeah, worse. It's and getting depending worse. on what happens with the next election, it it could completely blow up. But uh, I think that and and please correct me. I think that we've gotten to a point of recognizing there's just two camps in this country. And I don't know that they'll ever agree on anything, particularly where they, you know, anti-vaccine, abortion issues, all those are concerned. And we have to stop fighting it to such a severe degree that we neglect other things because- Yeah, I, I,
1: I, I think that's right. I think anything that Americans can do in 2022 to reach out to the people you disagree with is probably a good thing. I mean, at some level, you have to accept that there is this division and work to solve it.
0: Right. Absolutely. Best, best thing we can do, best wishes we can make for 2022. Patrick Pexton, thank you so much for joining me today. Always delightful and happy holidays to you and your family.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Kim.
0: Thank you. This is Kim Burns. It's what's the story. Thanks for joining us.